Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio. that Kamaloea, a near-Earth object nearly the size of a football field, is actually a portion of the moon that was dislodged after an ancient asteroid impacted the lunar surface a long time ago. So, Say that again. There's a piece of, a giant piece of, like, space junk in orbit yeah. around the moon, and they've been trying to figure out what it is, and it's called Kamaloea, some kind of Hawaiian thing, I'm guessing. Really? It's, it's kind of in between Earth and the moon. So it's not a muamua, right? It's a, no. <laughs> okay, because that's a different. That's an I- different interstellar object. And it's that's not Hawaiian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your. It's K A M O O A L E W A. It's just a chunk off the moon. It was hit by an asteroid, and a big, huge chunk of it's just orbiting out in space. So if you ever catch something floating in space on your telescope, you're like, oh, got to be an alien flo- wow. floating around the moon. It could just be a big ass chunk of the moon that's could be the Hawaiian yep. floating around the Hawaiian island. islands of outer space. Pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be that's sweet. interesting. I don't know how big it is, so yeah, I guess you could land About on it. About the size of a football field. Bahamas near the version of Bahamas. I bet Elon could land a rocket on that. I mean, you never know. They could have turned it into a space resort. It's about the size of a football field. You oh. said, just oh, so you know, just, just, just so you know, that. you read it to us. I did read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you could totally have an NFL game on the moon, on a piece of the moon. Yeah, dude. Wow, that'd be fucking. I bet you. I bet you, the Jacksonville Jaguars would be the nope. first ones. Get there. the XFL on that shit right now. Dwayne Johnson, come on. Come on. Yeah. At the Monaco Yacht Show. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Monaco. the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Uh, <laughs> U-Boat Works introduced a super sub, the world's fastest personal submersible. With a top speed of 10 knots underwater, it surpasses the most personal submarines in speed, enabling thrilling underwater experience. The submersible designs emphasize an un- unobstructed 360-degree view of the underwater world achieved through an advanced acrylic pressure hull. Safety features include depth protection and ample hole. life support. Priced at around $5.5 million, the Super Sub aims to cater the ad- to adventure enthusiasts and luxury connoisseurs. The first unit will be delivered by the end of 2023 with more available in 2024. And it looks really similar to the submarine that they all died in going down to the Titanic, <laughs> except in front, there's just a huge <laughs> glass ball. So you're going to sit in a giant glass ball and watch yourself nope. implode. And so <laughs> they don't go down that little deep. Tube set. But you have to have $5.5 million, so about... Six point eight with the taxes is probably gonna take you all the way because you're gonna have to have insurance on it. Six point. 
Nope. And you could go down and see probably. I don't Who's know if you go that shit? to the depth of the yeah. Titanic, nope. but you can go down and maybe Mark, see. I was gonna say that thing ain't going that low. That's just right I, under the surface. You go to the Bermuda Triangle, see some that. new shit. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing some of that shit. It's not so deep over there though. Do, no, so but they upgrade. There's yeah. like a lot of actual PlayStation controller this time. Yeah, they still using a cheap Logitech. It looks to me from the picture like there's hand joysticks, hand like hand joysticks on the seats. So it's very, fu- fu- very futuristic looking. Yeah, maybe James Cameron. It looks like just like James Cameron shit on uh, when they made the movie Titanic. They probably stole his design. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I mean that's what was thirty years ago now, right? That yellow fucking thing. Yeah. That found the diamond. Yeah. So I mean that's that technology is now catching up to the to the civilian marketplace <laughs> now. <laughs> fucking thirty years later. For yeah, that's insane. For five point six out the door. Fuck. Xbox Xbox announces edible chocolate controller. Xbox has partnered with Wonka to give away the first ever edible chocolate Xbox controller and a special edition Xbox Series X. The console is not edible. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want it. Fuck. They're only available as part of a sweepstakes, so you better hope you get that golden ticket. Can you? A giant uh, Xbox controller that's completely fucking chocolate. You can eat the controller. Can you play on it? You, know, you can eat it, motherfucker. How can you play on something? <laughs> yeah. like this is what I want. So okay, it's just a piece of chocolate shaped like an Xbox. I want. Yeah, look. Everything that's made out of plastic <laughs> on my con- on my Xbox currently to be made of chocolate, chocolate. on this Xbox. It's a giant controller. golden controller chocolate bar, like wrapped in I want gold. It, I want it to be functional. I want to be able to take a bite out of the hand. Right. Fucking melt go your back hand to while you're yeah. Right. <laughs> Call of Duty R. If it's anything less, then it's it's. It fell it short. Have that shit I missed. I missed too. third and fourth on fucking Madden. Just fucking take a bite out of it. Yeah. Like, oh. Be like Scruff McGruff. <laughs> oh, I got a crime, bud. Immediately Dude, turns your attitude around. Oh, My chocolate. hands get like sweaty, so it just <laughs> yeah. like turn into like chocolate milk by the end of some game. <laughs> 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 it's disgusting all of your stomach. Uh. Like, fuck. What am I gonna do now? Chucky, your sweater look worse now. That'd be horrible. <laughs> Ah, with everybody in the holiday spirit, uh, I came across this online. I thought it would be fun just to add. Uh, you ever heard of Grinch Punch? Grinch Punch? Yep. No. It's a whole family treat, so it's not just some alcohol, some crazy shit for adults. It's Sprite, pineapple juice, Hawaiian green punch, and lime sherbet. Put it all together for family fun. You fucking nailed it, dude. I don't, I you it. nailed it. Didn't we need it? I don't think we even need that picture. No, bro. Welcome to ex- episode 10 of Beyond the Ordinary. Uh, I am just some guy, Ryan Calvis. Uh, um, we've taken this show on the road today. We're actually at our friend Mark's place today. Hey, that's me. Today. Uh, Mark. All the way out here in freaking peaking. Freaking peaking, man. Freaking peaking, about to have me some fun. Sorry, Kelly. Give some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Going to pee on you. Him, drip, drip, drip. R. Kelly, R. Kelly and P. Diddy about to go to jail together. Hell yeah, they are. He did. He's going to jail. Okay, try to kill Tupac. Or he, killed, <laughs> or he, killed, yeah. or he had kill Pac, Tupac killed. Keith D. Fucking town on him too. I, just, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on. There's something to do with that shit, and he's doing. He's moving real weird. Like, <clears throat> like he's selling off all his all his assets and giving all of like. Uh, all his old artists, their masters, and all kinds of shit to like make sure. Fuck him. He's doing. You gotta just wear, look it up. But Diddy's doing some real strange things now that this Tupac stuff's coming up, and they're saying that he could possibly. Acting all funny. 
be in kind of all kinds of trouble for this shit because there's more than like five people that have said like he offered millions of dollars for us to fucking take these motherfuckers out basically. So uh, oh. it's interesting. Could be could be is you know how it goes with the they're gonna try to get everybody they can. Yeah. I don't know why they're li- listening to Keefe D. That's a eventually we need to get into that. We yeah, should probably do that at some point in time. The Tupac murder. Well, it's really the biggie investigation, right? No, I mean Tupac died first, so. I know, but like they they was just gonna get away for it with that. It wasn't nobody investigating that shit. Well, it's because it happened in Las Vegas, right? And not in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Biggie had yeah. Biggie got killed in Los Angeles, so it was two different places completely. <laughs> um, but the people that killed Tupac were from Los Angeles, and so it was hard for the Las Vegas PD to be able to do an investigation in Los Angeles. And Los Angeles, because they were corrupt as shit, would not work with Las Vegas. So that's why supposedly all this shit's taken so much time to. To transpire again, it goes back to just cops Correct not wanting cops. to cooperate with each other, man. In lawsuits, also, there's like millions yeah. of dollars on the line for Biggie's family if they were to basically, if if the if from what I gather from all the stuff I've watched, if the they if the Los that Angeles that night, if the Los Angeles Police Department was to come out and say that yeah, basically one of our cops was involved with killing uh, Biggie Smalls, and they would have to basically his the payout that they would give to his family they would be able to own California. Yeah. And may the West uh, yeah. Coast reign forever. And supposedly that's been the <laughs> s- and, s- and supposedly that's been the same deal with Las Vegas for a long time and the Tupac thing because of lawsuits, but now they're going back on that and saying, no, we've been looking for a long time, but there, there was a gun that got found by a dog, dug it up <laughs> in the backyard and was carrying around its mouth and some people that own the house just happened to let their dog in and had a gun in its mouth. His like, kid found it, I thought. So they called the cops, and the cops took this gun, and it happened to be the same exact gun matched to the bullets that Get got shot Tupac. Well, that gun got lost somehow. Disappeared and still. Lost after the so, dog found it? Yes, yeah, so it got turned yeah. to police and then got lost and still. <laughs> and to, the, to this day, nobody knows if <laughs> Fucking The lost. LAPD gets sued all the time, though, I'm sure. For just Dude, did you hear about shit. that producer's kid that, they, that he paid like those like Mexicans to dispose of his wife and their in-laws and shit yeah, and they I went did. to the LAPD and they told him no as an different department it was a Hollywood yeah. agent's son but yeah, yeah agent and it's like cops are fucking yeah they had a couple of, they were just they, they were like hey he paid us to put the bodies in the bags and we dumped them and they're like what do you <sighs> mean they're like we just get paid to dump stuff like what do you mean <laughs> oh no they didn't even touch them they're like dude they're just bags there. oh I thought they actually dumped the body and then no, the cops were like why did you do that like, well, I mean they paid us what the I fuck get, do you mean That's I what no they turned down the money and went to the cops and they turned them down twice two different cop shops <laughs> They're like, no, get yeah, out of here, Mexicans. Good. We don't have nothing. <laughs> we are busy right we now. We don't believe you. Dead here. bodies. Bag of fake heads. What are you talking about? We've got Multiple innocent people heads? to tase and kill. What, get out of here with your at? bags of bodies. California. <laughs> Some agents kids. Get out of here with your unsolved unsolved murders yeah, in bags. I don't believe that shit sounds outlandish. Just dog shit. No. Hi, it's Mark, Clint, Dick, Chunky. Everyone say hi. Hello. Speaking of unsolved murders, we left Dennis Rader off last week with um, basically his last murder, um, which happened in 1991. It was considered a cold case still up until 2004. I have so many fucking tabs on here, dude. Quit watching the porn. Yeah. That happened. You You open up an incognito window. And then you close it, then it's it's Sex gone forever. 
2004 it was still it was it was a, a cold case. Raider had initiated a series of 11 different communications to the local media. Um, and this activity led directly to his arrest in February of 2005. He, the Wichita Eagle received a letter in March of 2004 um, by someone using the name Bill Thomas Kilman. That's the yeah, Bill Thomas Kilman. The well, author he's been killing women, not men. So nice. They wouldn't be looking for him. Bill I Thomas mean, kill women. Dude, if his name was women. that, they would have found him real fast. <laughs> but instead, he's like, ah, this yeah, dude only kills men, right. and we ain't looking for one of those. Right. It's very on the nose. The author of the letter claimed <laughs> that he had murdered Vicki Weggerly on September 16th, 1986, and enclosed photographs of the crime scene and a photocopy of her driver's license, which had been stolen at the time of the crime. Jeez. Before this, it had not been uh, definitively established that Weggerly was killed by BTK, uh, DNA collected from under Weggerly's fingernails provided police with previously unknown evidence. He was probably sitting there pissed that they ain't figured it out that it was him yet. So he starts poking him, right? Right, like, hey, you don't even know about this other motherfucker. Over you here. guys didn't see that dead body? <laughs> you guys should really look at that dead body. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he's, got, he's gotten away with it for so long. He's just like, Maybe the rush are trying to get away with it again. Sounds like the cops are really lazy in the areas that he was doing that shit. In Kansas City, dog. Sounds like cops are bad. Uh, they no. begin DNA testing hundreds of men in an effort to find the serial killer. Altogether, more than uh, 1,300 DNA samples <coughs> were taken and later destroyed by court, court order. Um, in May of 2004, television station KAKE Cake in Wichita received a letter with chapter headings for the, quote, BTK story, uh, fake IDs, and a word puzzle. <laughs> on June 9th, a package was found taped to a stop sign on the corner of First and Kansas Road in Wichita. It had graphic descriptions of the Otero murders and a sketch labeled, uh, quote, the sexual thrill is my bill. <laughs> <laughs> also enclosed was a chapter list for a proposed book uh, titled The BTK Story which mimicked a story written in 1999 by court TV crime writer David Lore. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> it's not too crazy. I mean, it sounds to me like he wanted all the, all the fame by the time it was pretty much over with. He wasn't getting the recognition he thought that he deserved because no one was obviously paying close enough attention to the kills that he was doing. Look, I uh, did that one too. Henry Lee Lucas did that. I think we talked about that last week. Henry a lot Lee. of them do it for their justification, you know, or whatever. Well, that's what I mean. I think that's why he probably started poking at the cops because nobody was paying attention to the fact that, oh, look, we got a serial killer on our hands here. Like, you know, it wasn't. Yep. Didn't decide that they just weren't connecting the Well, I mean, the, it probably, for, probably for him, it wasn't thrill enough because, you know, the cops aren't searching around. So now I'm going to start fucking poking at him because it's just, uh, I don't know, what, what do they call it? Like, um, I don't know what it's called. There's a word for it for like, so like the dude that did all those killings and, or he, he raped all those women in California and got to the point where he raped so many that it got boring. So then he started raping and killing them. You know nice what I'm talker. saying? Like he kept on moving up a little bit at a time or they whatever. Escalate. That's usually yeah. Escalation, happens. I guess. So like maybe just raping and killing them or just strangling and killing them wasn't enough. And he thought, well, now I got to get the cops involved and that's going to get my dick just a little bit harder because, you know, I'm on the edge of the law now, too. Yeah. Like, they're looking for me, plus I'm out here doing it. And at any second, someone could come around a bush and catch me with my pants down. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have someone's hand around my throat or throw it around their hand, you know. It's the ultimate. Yeah. 
in October of 2004. (laughs) 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 October 20. Sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah. This motherfucker, you should Google the pictures of this dude taped up in a tree and shit. Oh, it's terrifying. Like, did it to himself. I don't even understand how you could swing yourself up in a tree like that and get down. Uh, October 2004. I feel like someone had to have been helping him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, how do you how do you get up there and how do you get down in the way he has? <laughs> Take photos of yourself. Yeah, I don't know. A manila envelope was dropped into a UPS box in Wichita. It had uh, many c- cards with images of terror and bondage, of ch- uh, a bondage of children pa- uh, pasted on them, and a poem threatening the life of lead investigator Lieutenant Ken Landwehr. Um, and a false autobiography with many details about Raider's life. Um, these details were later released to the public um, in December 2004. Wichita police received another package from the BTK killer. This time, the package was found in Wichita's Murdoch Park, and it had the driver's license of Nancy Fox, which was noted as a stolen was stolen from the crime scene as well. And then a doll that was symbolically bound at the hands and feet and had plastic bag tied over its head. So at this point, he's like really playing games. With all the, I think he just got old and like couldn't do it no more. So he had to like just be threatening in other ways. <laughs> he had to just, yeah, kick. Yeah, right? That last one really took it out of me. I'm just going to tie this doll up <laughs> to the police. I mean, I, it's def, I don't know. Like, it's definitely a weird like... This is definitely how I did it. It's almost like OJ's, you know, if I did. If I didn't I, do it, but if I did. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally how I would have done it if I would have done it, but I totally didn't. Like, I don't know. It's Are weird. you talking like Bill Clinton? Uh, well, maybe <laughs> him too. <laughs> yeah, he just smokes and doesn't inhale. That's right. right. I did not play hide the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Wait to hear this one. So in 2000, January 2005, Raider attempts to leave a cereal box in the bed of a pickup truck at a Home Depot in Wichita. But the box was discarded by the truck's owner. Cereal, cereal kill- box? Cereal killer. Oh, yeah, but was he there was anything in it? Or wah, just a random wah. cereal box? It was later <laughs> retrieved from the trash after Raider asked what had become of it in a later message. Surveillance after, like, so he's asking the cops later on what happened with the cereal box. Well, we did get this weird thing. (laughs) Surveillance tape of the parking lot from the date revealed a distant figure driving a black Jeep Cherokee, leaving the box in a pickup. (laughs) I didn't buy no fucking kicks. (laughs) Take him and chuck him out of the back of the truck. One of you fuckers threw this in the cart. (laughs) Trick tripper kids, I don't want this shit. Fucking kids, quit doing that shit. Take us back in the store. It doesn't say whether or not he left something in the box. I think he's. He just was thought he was being that witty. <laughs> I'm gonna put some cereal in the back of these guys' truck, and they're Don't gonna know put it together. What yeah. an idiot! I'm the funniest one. <laughs> I, you know, in the last episode, I said something about his IQ maybe being high, like he was outsmarting people. And I think he was just so dumb, no, like, like he was moving around so ignorant that the cops was like, "No serial killer could be this fucking stupid." Right? People always think that totally. serial killers' IQs are like really high or whatever, but they're not. It's because of stupid shows like Dexter, who's uh, <laughs> definitely genius level or fucking Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Only someone that cut smart could eat people's faces off. Well, so in February 2005, even my version or bath could be yeah. bath salts. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts sending postcards to Cake, K A K K A K E T V, and another cereal box was tried. Another was tried to left at another rural location. Um, that was found to contain another bound doll. Like if he would have like. 
painted a B on the box or something, put it in there, and then a K on the other one, a T on one someplace else or some shit. Like a box of Captain Crunch put with them a doll. This has the captain BTK. holding the knife. <laughs> witty, witty. Look at me. Not kill people. Yeah, it's exactly Tricks it. Tricks bunnies all tied up. Yeah, with little tie, <laughs> tie little nooses around there with black marker. Mm. Sharpie pin, right? Little nooses around everybody's neck. Fucking necks. leprechaun stepping on his nuts. Take a knife and gouge them and scrape their little eyes out. Where's Captain Crunch coming into this shit? <laughs> Cutting the roof of your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ew. There's like How dare right. you eat this hard? There is ground up glass in that shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a first ingredient. You eat it. Now made with real glass. That's <laughs> why I shit blood when I eat cereal too. <laughs> so All right. he's sending ah. he's sending letters to the police too in this whole thing. Um, so he he this is how he gets this is how he gets pinned, okay? And I don't know why. I don't know if this was. I don't think. I, I, this is so stupid. I don't know if he like really. Did this on purpose or if he's just that fucking stupid well, well think about this so this is so he's writing letters to the cops and in his writings um something on a floppy disk could it be traced or not and the, the police say well no of course not we can trace that at all totally not bro. not not able to do that we don't have the technology yet. that's impossible so funny is like like 2004 was it 2004 right like they're gonna tell or 2005 you uh, like there probably was. I mean, there was probably computers in every house or whatever. But like, I bet you that like in his circle, whatever, that's like, the computer that he was using. Have you talked time. to boomers? <laughs> and the best part about it is he I'm saying the computer at the church is probably <laughs> the only one he ever has in contact. Come in contact. With. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. They didn't have one. Probably didn't have one at home. They probably right. didn't have internet cafes where he lived at. Or right. Like yeah. And the way that they communicated was also through letters to the police specifically, but answered, the li- answered this through the Wichita Eagle paper and then said, no, no of course we can't. That's, we can't trace your that's stuff. That's when I had been picking out victims disc. from computers. That way I could just do that shit at their house. So that way I could <laughs> trace it back to me. Yo, I did, they must have done it. I did it at the victim's house. See? <laughs> we gotta trace that back to a computer. Fuck! It was the person that they killed last. Efficiency. Ah, this guy's smart. So, February sixteenth, two thousand four, Raider sends a one point four four megabyte Memorex Memorex floppy disk <laughs> to the Fox affiliate KSAS TV in Wichita. Also enclosed with the letter, a gold colored necklace with a large medallion and a photocopy photocopy of the cover of Rules of Prey, a 1989 novel by John Sanford about a serial killer. Um, <clears throat> so, immediately, police find metadata embedded in a deleted Microsoft Word document that was unknown to Raider, still on the floppy disk. That data contained the words Christ Lutheran Church. The document was marked as last modified by Dennis. An internet search determined that a Dennis Raider was a president of the church council. When investigators drove by Raider's house, you're shaking your head. I think the do- like the document was like the header to their fucking like uh, letter head, you know. But yeah. When investigators drive by Raider's house, a black Jeep Cherokee exists. The same type of vehicle seen in the Home Depot surveillance footage parked outside. This was a strong this was strong circumstantial evidence against Raider, but they needed more direct evidence to detain him. He's totally a cereal box guy, but I don't know if he's a strangler guy. <laughs> 
So they didn't move in on them right then and there. I guess not. So they obtained a warrant to test a pap smear taken from Raider's daughter at Kansas State University <laughs> Medical Clinic. What? DNA test showed a familiar match. They a do familial that match. Sometimes. But yeah, so they're just like, hey, his well, daughter had to have a pap smear, right? Let's they use were, her DNA. They were probably following him and or checking, doing background checks, shit like that, and somehow it popped up somehow. And well, they had what to they did. Him if that was the case. They they used this circumstantial evidence that really points in that direction, and they looked right at Dennis and said, well, okay, he has two kids. How can we get this guy's DNA, something to tie him to it? Well, like you said, Dick, his daughter's old enough. She probably had a pap smear. And boom. So they get a warrant to test it, find this familial match between the pap smear and a sample from uh, – Weggerly's fingernails, a murder that, that was taking place there. This indicated that the killer was closely related to that person's DNA, Raider's daughter, and combined with other evidence was strong enough for then police to arrest Raider. They raid his house. Did they, did they raid Dennis Raider's house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they was raid it in Las Vegas? Vegas? How, how'd the arrest go down? You don't have that. So, um, he was arrested while driving near his home in Park City um, shortly afternoon um, on February 25th, 2005. An officer asked, quote, <clears throat> Mr. Raider, do you know why you're going downtown? Raider replied, oh, I have my suspicions. Why? Wichita Police, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and the ATF agents searched Raider's home and vehicle, seizing evidence including computer equipment, a pack uh, a pair of black pantyhose retrieved from a shed and a cylindrical container. Um, the church he attended, his office at the city hall and the main branch of the Park City Library were also searched. At a press conference the next morning, Wichita Police Chief Norman Williams announced the bottom line, BTK is arrested. Jesus. Yeah. He's on the city hall too. He had an office in City Hall. I mean, well, that was when he was um, he was a dog catcher. Oh, well, I mean, when he was arrested and they said, you don't want to arrest him, he said, I have a pretty good idea why. I mean, I think that's a big tell right there. I think <laughs> our fucking guy. Like, uh, how much you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick question. Any audio that you play on there, even without, like, if it doesn't have to be on your soundboard. Like, if you did a quick YouTube search. It'd be loud as fuck. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how to duck. Just it's audio. Because I'm like, the soundboard is reduced down to like 40%. Okay. You could probably make Try, well, go to go to a YouTube video. We'll go to, um, we'll find it. Uh, it's, a, it's a Dennis Raider's um, confessions. I mean, if um, not your phone, you can hold your phone up. Yeah, we mic. could totally do that too. Um, let's try yours since we're already audio routed in and see if we can... Um, we can listen to some of his things here because I, what I had done, I had got it all clipped on my other computer, but I didn't have it on this one because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, he gets so pitched. What do you want to listen to? There should be a, um, like a interview confession court. What? He's in, um, he's in court. He's got a, um, tweed jacket on white one, right? All right, Mr. Raider, I need to find out more information. On that particular Perfect. day, the 15th day of January, 1974, can you, can just you tell to me you. where you went to kill Mr. J. 
Joseph Otero. Oh, he did kill men. Mm, I think it's 1834. Uh, Edgemore. All right. Can you tell me approximately what time of day you went there? Uh, somewhere between 7 and 7.30. This particular location, did you know these people? No, that's... Uh, No, well, that was part of my, uh, I guess my, what you call fantasy. These people were uh, selected. All right, so you, okay. oh. you were engaged in some kind of fantasy during this period of time? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Now, when you use the term fantasy, is this something you were doing for your personal pleasure? Uh, sexual fantasy, sir. I see. So you just, went to this rest. dick was just rock hard the whole time he was doing this. Well, uh, uh, I had uh, did some uh, thinking on what I was going to do to uh, either Mrs. Otero or Josephine and uh, basically broke into the house or didn't break into the house, but uh, when they came out of the house, I came in and confronted the family and then we went from there. All right, had you and then we went planned there. this beforehand? To some degree, yes. Uh, after I got in the house, it well, I lost control of it, but it, it was, you know, in the back of my mind, I had some ideas what I was going to do, but uh, I just... It's, it's like when you're hit, hitting day, on a girl, so and like you tell her you're going to do all this nasty shit to her, and then you do like maybe a quarter of I that. I thought Mr. Otero and... Just the opposite way, though. I didn't realize Mr. Otero was going to be there. I get you over the house, girl, I'm going to do all this nasty shit. I feel like he did some extra shit. You end up humping her leg, peeing on the floor, and passing out. Not at all what she wanted, about even going uh, but it still ended kind of the way you needed it to. The door open, <laughs> I was in. All right, so the door opened. Was it open for you? Or did uh, I think one of the kids, I think the uh, ju uh, junior, or not junior, yes, the, uh, the young girl, uh, Joseph, opened the door. He probably let the dog out because the dog was in the house at that time. All right, when you went Talks into about the, the house dog later on. Well, you wanted to fuck the, the dog family, afterwards? Uh, Pulled a pistol yes. uh, in front of Mr. Otero and uh, asked him to, uh, you know, that I was there to basically, I was uh, wanted, uh, wanted to uh, hey, pal, get the car. Get the car. He's talking about the shit right now. Asked him to lie down in the uh, living room. And He's just so matter of fact about everything. That wouldn't be a really good idea. So I, I finally, walked in and uh, the dog was, in room. I was like, hey, pal, so get, get in the corner. To get the dog out. So he had one of the kids put it out. Took him back to the bedroom. You took who back to the bedroom? Uh, the family. The bedroom. Oh, the family I'm talking about. When that kid put the dog out, I just fucking took off running. Sorry, fam. But still holding him at gunpoint. Ran to call the cops. Well, in between tying and yes. Yeah. All right. After you tied them up, what occurred? Well, uh, they started complaining about uh, being tied up. <laughs> yeah, this isn't comfortable. Uh, I've, tried to make of Mr. course. As comfortable as I could. Do you really double knot me? <laughs> car accident. Yeah, so he's trying to talk about making him comfortable. Pull down like for his head. Uh, had he put a, uh, I think he's Parker or a coat underneath him. I mean, no. Uh, I'm kind of rape and kill you, but at least to me about you know you can I, be comfortable. I don't want, right, right. I don't want none of the blood on any furniture. <laughs> Or like, I don't want you to squirm too much. Or like he did this shit extremely yeah, violent, and his version of comfortable is him like you know, forcibly you know. fucking people up with a tote and a <laughs> pillow, like <laughs> suffocated him with a pillow. Aren't you comfortable yet, you motherfucker? Made a, made a decision to go ahead. 
down, I guess. Or strangle Put them down right, like the fucking dogs do they Joseph are. Otero, Joseph Otero? Yeah, yeah. Joseph Otero Sr. We'll finish Otero. this one up and then... I uh, put a plastic bag over his head and then some cords and tightened it. <laughs> this was in the bedroom? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did he... That's, <laughs> man, uh, so he, yeah, threw a plastic bag over his head. And that was in court, right? That was in court. Yeah, that yeah, goes that on. Was. That's just the first murder, and he goes through so every he, single yeah, one. Forty-six he's, minutes. Long. He's yes. done already. Sat in an investigation room and and, and they, you know, yeah, they interrogated. So him that's too probably for, why he's so calmly talking about because he's done talked about it once before. This is yes. the first time he'd ever talked about it. I feel like he'd be a little more. Uh, maybe stutter, stutterish, or, or maybe a little more excitable talking about yeah. it. Yeah, he don't sound real bright. He, oh, it just kind of sounds like this. So I he's very. I tied, uh, I tied him up, and I tied him up as comfortable as I could. Time to harvest. Then, uh, propped his back up with a uh, tote because he was in a car accident and hurt his back. <laughs> and then I uh, strang- and then I put him down. Polite serial killer. Put him down. I, yeah. just, I started to say strangle, and then he stopped and said, uh, "Put him down." Yeah, I just had to, you know, put him I down. Know. After the, a while, one fun anymore. Just had to put him down. The dog was a real problem, so I had to put him outside. Of course. <laughs> I actually like took him out for a walk. Fuck. He had to shit. I picked it up. <laughs> Threw in the neighbor's no, trash though, so they took didn't that know. dog outside. I'd have bolted. <laughs> Hopped the fence and been gone. March 1st, Raiders bail set at $10 million. A uh, public defender was appointed to represent him. On May 3rd, the judge entered a non-guilty plea on Raiders' behalf as Raider did not speak at that arrangement. arraignment. Uh, however, on June 27th, the scheduled trial date, Raider changed his plea to guilty. Uh, he then described the murders in detail and made no apologies. It's like every single... like. Serial killer gets the public defender. They don't ever get like a good lawyer. The only person I knew who ever got a good lawyer is a dude from Making a Murder on Netflix. OJ. Bundy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. He's also yeah, rich. OJ. Uber. Bundy uh, defended himself. He's not famous, though. Like, fucking. <laughs> like, you know who I'm talking about? You've seen the Making the Murder on Netflix? If they yeah, know Stephen he's guilty, Avery. they're not going to tell you. That dude. He got that free, that woman who's like a d- defense. Oh, that's like, season two. Yeah. The uh, uh, that, public piece. What's her name? She uh, does she does shit for free. And then if she wins, of course, you got to pay her. But she does like people who are completely no, guilty. No, it's, uh, it's the fucking. Uh, it's a woman. Prison though. fucking uh, innocence project. Yeah, well, like I just know university, that this, Northern University. The lady, Illinois. she's known for getting like hard, like people who are even some completely guilty off of like not fucking going, like you know what I mean. She didn't. Uh, she didn't succeed. And so like no, not yet. But there, he's he's got another retrial coming up. That guy does. That's obviously that we're getting such on a track, convoluted story that yeah. is though, man. That's um, such a crazy one to. To jump on, but too. it's just nuts to me that none of these dudes got like the money to pre- like. Oh, I fucking been killing people. Like you didn't steal no cash off them until I like, get a lawyer. <laughs> you, like, you weren't playing in the head, were you? He robbed the county. Yeah, that's not very financial. <laughs> he robbed the county. He didn't think the church would help him with a lawyer after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like the fucking head of the church. You think I right below the preacher? They're not going to help me with a lawyer. Fucking public nope. works supervisor threw a ten in and a potluck. Doesn't mean he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Doesn't mean he doesn't love God. He's probably just sitting there thinking, buddy, in God, he don't need a lawyer. <laughs> I, I, he probably didn't care because he knew he was busted. Like, as nonchalantly as he talked I mean, about he, it, like, oh, fucking murder, murder. He confessed. Yeah, that's what I mean. He confessed when they got him. I'm pretty sure I know why he got me. All them kills, right? Uh, <laughs> actually, your taillight's <laughs> out, sir. I mean, uh, wait, wait a second. on my way to the grocery store. Uh, August 18th, Raider was sentenced. 
At the sentencing, uh, victims' families made their statements, after which Rader apologized in a rambling 30-minute monologue that the prosecutor likened to, quote, an Academy Awards acceptance speech. Um, His statement had been described as an example of an often observed phenomenon among psychopaths, their inability to understand the emotional content of language. So I guess the way he just, you know. Sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences with a minimum of 175 years. Um, Kansas has no death penalty at the time of the murders. On August 19th, he was moved to uh, El Dorado Correctional Facility where he's serving his sentence out today. Yeah, that was fucking that, uh, that, that prison's crazy, right? El Dorado. That, yeah. That's that one we looked at. Where? El Dorado. El Dorado, Colorado, the Colorado. fucking Supermax. Oh, uh, yeah. This is El Dorado in uh, Kansas. Oh. Never mind. But you're talking now. You're talking Florence. The okay. there are. I, we talked about the the um, two potential more killings that um, occurred outside the state. <clears throat> one was in Oklahoma, and the other one, I think they were both picked up in Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. One's from Missouri, but one was from uh, Oklahoma. Um, he will have to be retried for those. And then you think they'll send him to Oklahoma? To well, Oklahoma has the death penalty, so that's the only Ooh. that's the only He's step. He's got to be in his seventies now, though, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's very possible that they they pursue it and try and kill him in Oklahoma now. Mm. So fucking Native Americans nice. down there, bud. Oh yeah, they don't play around, bud. <laughs> no sir, no fucking no sir. They opened. Yep. It, they opened in the January nineteen ninety one to the prison that he's in. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at their history right now. What the prison? Yeah, 1991 it opened. Uh, Anything sus happening there? Uh, 98 it was the first correctional industry no, building project financed with private funds. Uh, was erected and donated to the state. The project involved expansion of the existing building. 99 the legislature approved construction of two new cell houses. Um, 2001 construction was completed on 228 cell living units. It's really not a whole lot's gone on at this prison. Century Manufacturing, private correctional industry. Spiritual Life Center was approved and built for $1.1 million and donated for the construction. Pioneer Balloon became a private industry at the prison. I've never heard what fucking Dennis Rader's been up to since he's been in prison. They probably make balloons there? Is that how that would go then? Pioneer Pioneer Balloon became a private industry at the prison. I don't know, but what the fuck does that mean? That means their prisoners put them uh, to work, right? They probably do something with balloons. <laughs> I mean, he's been in prison. They make got prisoners making balloon animals all day long. They make the real stretchy balloons and the small fat ones and give them to the kids for <laughs> the parties. Balloon animals. That's what we need: a bunch of criminals making balloon animals. Look, I'm bound made up. up snake. <laughs> Uh, that's it, man. Uh, not, other, a yeah. worm. And other yeah. than that, the only thing it's known for is having Dennis Rader at its prison, dude. <laughs> that's the only other thing on here about it is Dennis yeah. Rader that goes to the prison. Right there, Dennis Rader fucking is the only other thing other than Do that. Do you think they have a billboard? Home of Dennis Rader. <laughs> I mean, I would if I was them. Like, honestly. I yeah. give them the only picture window. <laughs> and sedimented all day long and then pay people $2 you, to look up at it. Do you think you could, window. like, get a little human feed and 
Like, <laughs> I put one of them telescopes they down like there. like 25 cents. I put one of them telescopes Maybe down $2 there. Maybe $2 That's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, you put 50 cents in the telescope, and then you Man, can look animal. directly in his room <laughs> to see what he's doing and how he's living. Collecting quarters. Oh. If people left peanut butter and jelly in my yard, I would definitely go out there and eat them. So, <laughs> you would see me outside, so, Mark. Oh, the wild Dennis Raider <laughs> steps out she, of his box. Yeah. Uh, Reginald, Reginald and Jonathan Carr are both orange in, uh, crush in down there, too. too. And they were brothers who were convicted Love of killing five soda. people in December 2000 uh, on a crime speed dubbed the Wichita Massacre. Hmm. Uh, they have death sentences. Um, I'm not sure if they're dead now or not, but they're the only other two people that are notable for going there. Well, there you go. Yeah. Reginald and John. He's been in there Clark. forever, though. Like yeah. he's been in there since 2005. Like I don't know. I just ain't never. Did he like? I thought he like did an interview or wrote a book or something. Well, he um, the book that I had um, referenced for this was um, Confessions of a Killer. Um, and that was when he co- collaborated with a, um, a Confession of a Serial Killer. Um, he collaborated with the doctor. Ooh, hold on, I just how many, how many Ramsland. How many life sentences did he get? I Ten. just opened up a whole Ten. entire. Ten. Uh, oh, each one's twenty-five. I got Richard Grissom. Right. He's a convicted serial killer who murdered three years. women think. in nineteen eighty-nine, right? yeah. and the bodies have never been found. So, so yeah, Fraser Glenn Miller Jr. is a white supremacist who terrorized and killed three people in twenty fourteen. He had a minimum of one hundred seventy-five. That's what he had a minimum yeah. of. Martin Priest, possible serial killer. That's all it says. Well, he's done eight, mm-hmm. 18, almost 19 of them. So. <laughs> Dennis Ray. Dennis Ray. <laughs> he's he's, getting, he's, he's got about 155 left to go. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Raider's there, obviously. And John Robinson, yep. a convicted serial killer, con man, embezzler, kidnapper, and forger, who was found guilty in 2003 of three murders and was sentenced to death. Interesting. <laughs> For well, only two of them, which is strange. Loser. How come they got death in 2003? Oh, but this John, John Robinson is considered the Internet's first serial killer. Well, they might have had the uh, death penalty come after his um, come in. Uh, death penalty like, comes and goes, too. This like, dude was yeah. fucking meeting people in 19... 19- between 2003 and 2005. This John Robinson was meeting people on chat rooms in 1993 <sighs> and killing them. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, what? Wow. John Robinson, He's uh, he was meeting people in chat rooms in 1993 and killing them. Mm. He didn't fucking think the internet chat room fucking killing sprees went back all, all that far, you know? Damn. Goddamn marketplace. Well, I make it sound like it's a new thing, you know? It's not. Yeah. It's been around since the 90s. Oh. See? The 90s always did it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's BTK. Um, thanks for sticking around. Um, I have to update him when he dies, maybe, if we're still here. Yeah. Like, the only thing that we really can update to the story is that he might be tried and potentially get the death penalty in Oklahoma um, for the killings of the two. There was one woman who he picked up from um, a laundromat where he worked at a ADT installation thing across the street or something like that. Anyway, that's still to be decided, I guess. So, um, If you like what we do, you can come check us out at uh, beyondtheordinarypodcast.com and we'll have our latest episode up. And all of our other episodes on there as well. You can check us out. See all the things we've done. And if you like what we've done, there's a nice little donate section there. You can donate, buy us a coffee, um, yeah. buy us some new equipment. That'd be kind of neat too. Um, <laughs> or just give us some money because you like us. Yeah, that's too. That's also, you don't have to not give me money because you like me. You can give me money because you like me. Right. Please <laughs> <Sure. laughs> <I> do. <laughs> and it's the holidays. That's right. That's right. Um, 
but yeah, if you have anything you want to reach out and say to us specifically, um, beyond the ordinary podcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise we'll catch you out there. Um, stay weird. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Bye. Shit, Derek.